The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lectures. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night, whenever you are listening. For today's episode, do y'all realize the Pokemon Center slap in both the games and the anime? No, like, I'm, I'm dead serious here. Like, I, I know I've been playing this game since, like, Gen 1. I know I'm an old man, comparatively to some of you listening, but, like, since Gen 1, like, even in the anime, the Pokemon Centers have been, like, the coolest place ever. Uh, you can not only get your Pokemon healed up in a few seconds in the game, but in the anime, occasionally they'll just be like, oh, no, we have a lounge area we can show with other Pokemon trainers. Here's a bed you can stand at night. Here's some food you can eat. Basically, in every major Pokemon center you come to, it's basically there to take care of you, and I think that's really, really cool. Now, today's episode, I'm not going to focus on, like, the major overall health care system, to be honest. There's a lot of people who are a lot more qualified than I am to talk about that sort of thing. Instead, I kind of want to wonder about, like, the human part of it, so to speak. Every single Pokemon Center is run by a Nurse Joy, although in one of the earliest episodes of the anime, they did have a doctor, and then he got knocked out by his own drugs. That was a, that was a rough day for the medical field. So today, I kind of want to go over the veterinary care field, and the healthcare schooling system that a lot of people have to go through to care for real-world animals and see how they apply to our nurse joys, to see if what they have to go through, if there's more than just being biologically related and having pink hair that is going to make sure you do your job right. So before we even get started on the Pokemon stuff, we have to go about going into the veterinary care. Now, I know that some of you are a little bit younger, and definitely some of you have wanted to work with animals. If there's anyone here who has wanted to become a veterinarian, this might be an episode for you to listen to and consider if that's the right path for you because there's a lot of people who want to work with animals. In fact, that's one of the things you learn when you work with animals is how many people want to do it actually means that you don't get paid nearly as much as you think you do and to be honestly, not nearly as much as you deserve. In most cases, you are better off money-wise working as like a data analyst than you are getting a beginning job with the animal field, but it's a passion field. All the nurse joys in the world are the ones doing it because they love what they do and they think and feel that they're doing something that's bettering the world around them, even in their own small way. So with that being said, being a veterinarian is much harder than being a doctor. I'm just going to say it. Being a doctor is easier than being a veterinarian. You are better off being a doctor. You will make more money. Uh, you will have to deal with more crying people. Well, actually, no, with, with depending on the animal, you might have to deal with more crying people being a vet too. Uh, doctors have to only focus on one organism when they're working. They just have to work with humans. Veterinarians have to study multiple different animals. And believe me, it's more than just cats and dogs. Many veterinarians are going to be needed for all kinds of different animals. I've met veterinarians who work with dogs and cats, but I've also met them who work with walruses and sea turtles. And that was the same person. The walrus sea turtle person had to know both of those animals' biologies in order to do her job really, really well. And she's phenomenal at it. Uh, to start off with, if you're going into college, you're going to need to get your undergrad and uh, major in something related to the field. 
Uh, you're also going to need to make sure that as an undergrad, you take organic chemistry, inorganic chemistry, biochemistry, biology and zoology courses, physics and mathematics and statistics courses, and make sure you do a really, really good job of them. That is going to be a running theme for this episode. While you're at it, uh, while you're doing all that, make sure that not only are you paying for college somehow, but also that you have some sort of job, volunteer, internship position that lets you work with animals in some way to get hands-on experience at the job. In this line of work, when you're working and dealing with animals, it is who you know as much as what you know. You need people to trust you when it comes to working with animals, and there's no better way to earn trust than signing up for these earlier positions and working really hard. People remember those who work hard. I have met people who have gone from volunteer to staff to becoming my boss. I'm not kidding. The more people you know, the more your skills shine. After all that's said and done, then you got to apply to the actual veterinary schools. Keep in mind, the United States does not have that many veterinary schools. There's about 172, give or take, according to Google, different medical schools that you can sign up for in the United States alone that are licensed and certified. There are only 32 veterinary schools in the United States to the point where a lot of people actually go overseas to get their initial veterinary work done. I know a lot of people who've gone out to like the Bahamas or the Caribbean islands to get their veterinary degrees uh, at least start it up a bit because there's just so few veterinary schools in the United States and they have limited space. Super competitive. And that's why getting to know all those people from your other jobs is a great way of getting those recommendation letters in. Keep in mind, you also, I'm not even counting like specific programs because if you're like, oh, I really want to learn how to work with whales, then okay, that's going to cut out a few of these different schools, but you might have to like have a much shorter list of where you can go that's really going to specialize in that. Obviously, there are other ways you can get that experience. Like you can get your basic veterinary degree and then just kind of focus yourself in the field and work your way up to an interning position. But Again, if you want a specific program or a specific group, it gets even harder. After all of that, after you get in, you got to work your butt off for your doctorate. That takes about four years of tests, hands-on training, and studying. Then after all of that, you have to go and take your NAVLE, which is how you get your license to practice in North America. Most of you are in North America. For those who aren't, sup? I don't know how your veterinary system works, but I'm just focusing on what I got. So that's everything that you need and now the only thing stopping you is now the fact that you're a fresh young doctor and now you get to go out and like save the world but what's important to understand is that that's just to be a veterinarian that's the doctor position there are other paths you need to take in order to become like a veterinary care physician a veterinary nurse there's so many different other fields inside veterinary field as well but to the big top brass you got to go for all of that what i just said and then throw in even more experience that's why the Nurse Joys have my respect. Every single one of them is should be, I mean, I think, capable of operating on their own. They should all have some kind of doctorate. I feel like the nurse thing is a belittling title, given that they seem to be the only one there. Not to say that there's anything wrong with being a nurse. My mother's a nurse, and she's a really good one. But I feel like for all the work they are doing, I should be calling them Dr. Joy, because they studied real hard to get to where they're going. Now, as far as Pokemon Centers themselves go, they are in most major cities and come completely free. 
Uh, in the past, we've brought up how they're more than likely paid for by government taxes collected by the individual's uh, areas. Honestly, I think it's a town thing where the town kind of pulls in and gives the trainers in. I don't think it's a mass government thing since most of these places don't seem to have much of any government oversight. It's just small towns doing their own thing. Uh, in the game, you just plug them in the machine and get them repaired. Most likely when the Pokemon is in the Pokeball, whatever form it's taking, it's easier to heal that way. But in the anime, they have tons of scenes where Pokemon have to go through operating rooms or they clearly have Pokemon that need special treatment. Um, in one of the earliest episodes of the anime, when the power is going out in the Pokemon Center, like there are Pokemon on stretchers who are bandaged up. They need actual care. And the only ones who seem to be riding it are Nurse Joys and Chanseys. Uh, Nurse Joys almost always are going to have that Chansey. And, but they can have other Pokemon as well. Um, they've seen in the anime things that like Jinx will be in there with helping hands or some other Pokemon with a healing ability. But now is also a good time to talk a little bit about one of the dumbest jokes in anime of that, how Jesse from the actual anime flunked out of nursing school. And if you actually watch the episode, it's somehow worse. She flunked out of actual nursing school and got thrown into the school where they teach chances how to help Nurse Joys. I am not kidding. That is the equivalent of failing out of being an optometrist and then them sending you to school to be a seeing eye dog. That's awful. Why would you do this to this poor girl? Why would you not just send her to another field? Like, why would you belittle her that way? Incidentally, she's still flunked out of the Chansey school in part because, you know, she's not a Pokemon. The same way she'd fail the seeing eye test. She's not a dog. It's really, really dumb. But it's also really, really cool because it shows just how difficult it is to become a Nurse Joy. I don't think it's just a hereditary thing. I think it just might be part of that Japanese culture trying to make sure that when you have a bunch of store people, you look as similar to the others as possible. You want to give people the exact same high-level experience. And having everyone dress and look the same just kind of works out. I know they're all supposed to be related. But that's kind of creepy, and we're moving on. Uh, Jesse's horrible shame does bring up some interesting points, though, because to be a real vet is hard enough, but being a Pokemon nurse, Joy, would be one of the hardest fields. No wonder the poor girl flunked out. You have to know the anatomy of way more animals. A, a veterinary, okay, let's put it this way. They're about, eh, about 14 different animals that have ever been truly domesticated. And let's say that I throw in some snakes and some lizards. Let's say that's about like 20 or so kinds of animals you might have to deal with at a veterinary. 25, 30 tops. Every single Pokemon is weird. Every single Pokemon is something like... Oh, I'm sorry. Our, your first patient today is this yellow rat that generates electricity. Your second patient today is a squirtle that's just a big pile of water shooting out of it constantly. Oh, your next patient? Yeah, um, it's a blob. It keeps turning into my wife. Make it stop. Like, imagine being a vet and being told you had to deal with all this. You have more odds of relating to a toaster than you have to relating to a Magnemite. How are you supposed to take care of it? Many veterinarians in our world just focus on basics and then there are specialists for dealing with it. I believe the Nurse Joys would be the same. I think Nurse Joys would specialize in the Pokemon around their area and around their region. And then if something more exotic came in, they would have to bring in a specialist or call up a specialist to help out. This happens in the medical field and the veterinary field 
all the time because if you don't know what's going on, you can at least connect with us and find out. Like if you're living in Kanto, you're way more likely to get great care for your Poliwhirl than you are going to get for your Greninja. Even if they're both slightly amphibious, they are two very different mons. Um, if you brought in that Magnemite or other Pokemon that is more like tech-based, like a Porygon, uh, the doctors would need to be able to know a lot of things that aren't about bodily anatomy. They're going to have to learn about electrical engineering. They're going to have to learn spiritualism in the case of ghost types. How do you heal a ghost that's been burned? How do you provide aloe vera on, aloe vera, aloe vera on a Pokemon where it just phases through and it doesn't like you? A Nurse Joy's life sucks. No wonder they plugged in those machines. Those machines are saving their butts. Imagine if they didn't have them. Imagine if every single Pokemon you brought in had to be treated normally. That is a nightmare scenario. Now, as we're wrapping up, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Chanseys. Now, the Chanseys get their own little fancy medical school to make sure they can care for people. And honestly... Chansey as a Pokemon was basically designed for Nurse Joy. I read that somewhere that Chansey was designed to be a partner to the nurse. And I, I don't know where I read it. It could be a complete falsehood. I just feel that that kind of correct. Chansey, everything about it is based on caring for the sick and injured. Everything about it is based on making others happy. In Pokemon Legends Arceus, if you are hurt, if you are beat up, it will patch you up and then run away. Even when it doesn't like you, it tries to take care of you. Chanseys, by their very nature, are nurses. They are the natural world's caregivers. So, of course, when they were discovered, putting them in a hospital would make them pretty beneficial. They're always trying to help things anyway. Who needs to leave them out in the wild when we can just bring them inside? They get their compulsion to help people dealt with, and we get healthy people and healthy Pokemon. Easy fix. But aside from Chansey... I feel like there might be some more Pokemon that could be needed at a Pokemon Center. Uh, specifically, I think we need a few fluffy, cuter Pokemon. Because if you've ever seen Chansey smile in, like, Pokemon Generations, it is um, unpleasant. No, it's Pokemon The Origins. Pokemon The Origins. If you ever look up Chansey smile, unpleasant. Not great bedside manner. But I do think that a few fluffy Pokemon, like Swablu, should be around as emotional support and comfort. Like, if you're waiting for your Garchomp, who's just been, like, half-frozen to death, and you just need some comfort to make sure you're just emotionally available, having a couple of cute Pokemon around, like a Swablu, something fluffy to you to hold on to and cry into, that's important. That Having that emotional, like, security is enough. You need to be able to get that stuff out there so you can think straight and make better decisions on how your Garchomp's going to get care. Now, as far as other healers go, why are we stopping at Chansey? Technically, all Pokemon that know Heal Pulse could be incredibly useful. I vote Clawitzer. Now, I know you might have been thinking, oh, Gardevoir. We'll have a Gardevoir there. We'll have a Lucario there. No, both Gardevoir and Lucario can learn Heal Pulse, and they can help heal others. But Gardevoir? Gardevoir has had way too much attention. Lucario? Same thing. He's in multiple of the Pokemon games, and including a lot of the fighting ones. Just no. I want a Clawitzer. I want to be healed by the magical shrimp gun. I don't want to be healed by happy eggs or like the love of a peaceful Gardevoir. I want to be shot with healing damage. I mean, that just sticks to how American I am, I guess. I would much rather just take the healing bullet and feel better. 
Uh, a Gallup Ponita, a Rapidash. Oh, that would be wonderful. If I was at like a children's hospital or like making sure that people were going to be okay, if I was like an actual doctor instead of a veterinarian, I would 100% have a Gallup Rapidash because it's a majestic, beautiful unicorn. That's like on every little girl's dream book is to be healed and meet a beautiful unicorn. Oh, why stop there? If we're going to have to do surgery, what Pokemon are we going to use for surgery? Are you going to use a Scyther? Are you going to use a Bisharp? Oh, you're going to be anesthetizing some of these Pokemon or people. Are you going to be using Hypnosis? Are you going to be using Spore? Are you just going to go with Noxious Gas and put them out? Just have a wheezing there? Just like knock them out? There's so many things you could do in the medical field. Maybe we should just have an episode of Pokemon I would have in the medical field. Uh, no, that might actually be pretty cool. You know what? If someone says they want it, well, we'll um, I'll think about it. But otherwise, I just wanted to talk a bit about the Nurse Joys because, honestly, they deserve your respect. The Nurse Joys are working tirelessly. Even if they have to just have that machine and plug you in, they still have to know all these Pokemon coming into the region. Even if it was just Kanto, that's 150 Pokemon. That is multiple different species and multiple different groups, and they have to know all of them to be able to patch them up. How would they deal with legends, though? How do you give, like, whatever CCs of blood to a living god? How do you heal up the beautiful whale monster after it's got its fighter fight with the spicy gecko? Like, where, does you, where do you even go with that? How do you even patch something up like that? I'm going to leave that to someone smarter than me. There's no way I'm going to figure out how do you patch up, I don't know, the sea deity or literal god. I hope you guys enjoy these fun little rants. It's nice to have them back. It's nice to be in a new place. If you guys have any ideas, please leave them in our Twitter. Leave them in the comments. We read all of them. We want you guys to keep suggesting stuff because, honestly, our best stuff comes when you're suggesting them as opposed to us just making it up. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace!